this week. Anyway. Just start with the intro. Yeah. We'll take it from there. Intro. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Insert intro here. <laughs> um. Okay. Hello, and welcome to the woods. <laughs> A podcast about the legendary no it's not (laughs) okay i'm sandy (laughs) this is gonna be interesting episode i have way too tired i had four hours of sleep last i mean i had more than that but i'm still very tired i kind of forgot you were coming over which is funny because i asked you hey where are you coming over and then i told ian shazney's coming over and then i watched the second hunger games movie and i just forgot (laughs) That's okay, I'm, I'm very forgetful. Which is why I didn't clean up. What? It looks fine. You're a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the woods. <laughs> a podcast about the legendary it's noise. Just... Fuck, I keep it out! Welcome back to the woods. <laughs> Are you going to leave all this in? Because I think you should. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Welcome back to... Wait, how do I normally say it? No, I say hello. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird. Because you never know what you can find. In The Woods, I am Chesney. And I'm Sandy. <sighs> Yeah. That, that, yeah. That was That pretty much sums up where we're at right now. Yeah. (laughs) I had this really emotional two days. Oh, man. Because, okay, so a few days ago, I was going through Libby, the library app, looking for an audiobook because all of the audiobooks I wanted to listen to were on hold, but I wanted to go to sleep. And I didn't want to go to sleep without listening to something. But I didn't want to listen to music or a podcast. So I kept scrolling. I kept putting more books on hold that I'll regret later on. <laughs> but then I came across the Twilight Reimagined audiobook. Whoa. And I tried starting it last year. But oh, that's I, the one where they switched genders. Yeah. But I got, I thought it was like kind of dumb. And like, it, it is kind of dumb. Yeah. So last year I only got through the first chapter and then stopped listening to it. But like... What a however many days ago it was. I listened to, like, a whole five hours. Right now, I think I'm on, like, ten hours. I have five hours left. And I am actually loving this. I am loving every bit of it. Wow. <laughs> and, okay, I was I was a Twilight fan. I was 12 years old. I had all the books. They're on my shelf right now. You can see them from there. I have a little Edward action figure. That my friends love to point out every time they come over. <laughs> I also have a That's Jacob funny, one I was looking at over it today. there. Yeah, there's a Jacob <laughs> one and a Bella. You know, I'm really into it. And, but I think I liked this version more. I'm really digging the female vampire. Yeah, I I think that would 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 have been cool. Also, cause like, um, so Jacob, like, she also gender bent Jacob. So Ooh, Jacob is oh. now Julie. And then she was talking about like. Oh, the legend says that only the the women, the females, they they're the only ones who turn into wolves. And I'm like, I want the lady wolves, and I am so mad. Ah. 
Because, I mean, Stephanie Meyer's not going to gender bend the whole series, and I'm really mad about it because that's the story. Like, looking back when I was 12, I remember being like, man, I want a vampire to fall in love with me. But no, that is not what I should have been saying. I should have been like, I want to be that vampire. But no, so thanks, Stephanie Meyer. Anyways, and then (laughs) I watched The Hunger Games, and I started crying. Because I didn't realize how fucked up, like, it's fucked up. Like, I've always known that. But as a 15-year-old, I didn't realize how fucked up. It is so And then, so like, fucked. spoiler alert, but it's been years. Yeah. And then when Rue died, I was oh, bawling. I know. And I called my sister, and I was like, look, everyone cried when Rue died. And when I was 15, I'm like, guys, get over it. It's sad. But now, I get it. You know what? I actually really liked The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games? Like, the movies? Like, They're I read, so good. I read... I didn't read all the books. I read the first two books. I didn't um, want to read Mockingjay because everyone said it was bad. It was so just boring. But That's I mean, what I heard. I think it, it might be better now, but I've like seen the movie, so I know the story. I haven't seen Mockingjay, so that'll be what I watch next. Oh, they're I was good. Just, I was, like, sobbing, and I was like, look, I remember Dad going, man, this is so relevant to today's society, and I remember being like, Dad, you're overreacting. <laughs> but now, as a 22-year-old who cares too much about politics, yeah. no, like, he is right, and yeah. I get it. The rich stay rich, the poor stay poor, and that's fucked up. Oh, man. Also, I'm a sociologist, so, like... Okay, <laughs> back to Twilight. Team Jacob or Team Edward? Oh, man, I don't... Okay, the thing is, now... Like, if you had asked me that when, like, I first loved the series, I would have said Team Edward. Um, now, I don't know. I don't want to say Team Jacob because looking back, he's kind of whiny. Yes. Um, he's very like, Bella, why won't you love me? But Edward's also, like, super creepy and possessive. Yes. So, neither. But if you were to ask me, am I Team Edith, which is the Edward gender bend, or Team Edward, mm. I'd say Edith. <laughs> <laughs> I just why didn't it just start off like that? I'm gonna be thinking about this for the rest of my life. Huh. Yeah, I wasn't a Twilight person. Like I I did go see the movies when I think by the time the third one came out I was going to see them in the theater with my friends because they're all a bunch of buck nerds. But <laughs> You can't see me but I posed. <laughs> yeah, Sandy <laughs> and others. But, um, uh, my mom was watching one of the movies the other day, and I think it was the last one. Oh, that's a weird one. I hate that It was the last book. one, or right before the last one, because it's when, um, Bella's, like, dying from the baby thing. Then the baby That's was so born. weird. I always thought Isn't that was weird. Isn't the very end? Yeah, that's the very end of the... Yeah. Breaking Dawn Part 1? Yeah. Okay. So she was watching that, and then it was right at that point, like, where the baby was born. So, um, like... Jacob is, like, in love with Bella, which I was like, no, he just has a crush on her. And my mom was like, no, he's in love with her. I was like, And you're like, no, mom, fight me. <laughs> just wait. Just wait till the baby's born. Then you'll see. <laughs> I did not like that. I still I remember it we had- It was so weird. It's such a weird moment. Even my mom was like, what okay, the hell? Okay, but after we watched, because we went to watch the first part- together. Yes. And I was like, this is fucked up, okay? Jacob falls in love with her baby. And you're like, no, it's about protection. I was like, well, maybe. And then as I got older, I thought about this for years, okay? I'm not even kidding. And I was like, no, that's fucking weird. Like, it was explained that he was only in love with Bella because she would give birth eventually to this kid. That's weird. That's weird. It is so weird. Anyway. 
it's like, I mean, it's like, it's like Stephanie Meyer seriously could not decide who Bella should end up with, but she slightly liked Edward better. So, because she's like, he's kind of edgier. So then she just like created a new no Bella point. for Jacob. Basically. I just realized this isn't the Twilight podcast. <laughs> Ten minutes in. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. If you have thoughts, email us at thewoodspodcast.gmail.com. If you would like us to make a Woods where we talk about the woods. Where we talk about our obsessions I mean, as teenagers. To be honest, both Twilight and The Hunger Games both take place in the woods. That is true. So, so Catching Fire, I, rem- I was like rewatching it today. Favorite. And then I was like, oh, this is when they filmed in Mexico. And I was like, oh, like a little bit like, oh. yeah. But I, like, I can't even tell. You can't even tell, but yeah, like, because the arena's in this jungle and it was in Mexico, and yeah. I remember reading about how, like, all the actors are like, this is awful, there's so many mosquitoes. But of course, it's Mexico, it's a jungle, and it's humid. And Twilight was filmed in BC. It was. Was the first one? I know the rest the- were. I don't know if the first one was. I'm pretty sure the first one was. Was it? Hmm. Makes sense. Anyways. Yeah. Um. Did you know Riverdale's filmed there, too? Yes, I did know that. I don't know how I know that. It I don't watch that show. Recently. But I didn't. Oh no! I knew because Sylvia. Okay, my sister she lives in Vancouver, oh, and was she was saying she had a chance to go to like the set or whatever. Oh, but yeah. she didn't. I, I mean, or maybe she did, but there was like a lot of people. I don't remember what happened, probably. but she didn't get to what? see the set. Whatever. So yeah, that's how I knew. Anyways, uh, yeah. So teen YA novels and yeah. shows. email us and tell us your favorite YA novel couple because we are interested. Yeah, I was always Team Peta when it came to the Hunger Games. Oh, I I was Team Katniss. I mean, look, I am a suck. <laughs> I realized recently that I really actually do love reading romance. So if I can, I add just that thought into it was anything. forced. I mean, I think rewatching it now, I agree, but the force actually, like, the forcing this relationship actually added to the plot. Like, I feel like, like, Katniss's, like, how she cared for the two boys, like, it wasn't really, like, a romantic love as much as it was, like, a survival kind of love. I don't, that's what I feel about her and Gale. Her and Pete, I think they had more of a chance to, like, for their relationship to grow, and I don't mean that just romantically. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways, we should really... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have a lot of thoughts about that stuff. Email us. Yeah. Patreon exclusive. Yeah. We're also both yeah. probably very sleep deprived. So, um, you had a rough day, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, my day was so rough right after, like, at four o'clock. I drove, like, around the whole city looking for a Starbucks drive through and got a venti iced caramel macchiato mm. and then the person was like that's decaf right and i was like no that has to be caffeinated please look i'm <laughs> dying please <laughs> and then i got it and like i swear a tear shed from my eye <laughs> it's like one time my sisters and i went through the starbucks drive through and like angela got the giggle so i'm not kidding we like stood <laughs> in that drive through for 20 minutes while angela tried to order but she oh, couldn't stop God. laughing that's literally me <laughs> We do that all the time. Um, yeah, it was a rough day, but whatever, I'll survive. Um. I believe in you. Yeah. I did have, I had an okay week, you know, uh, did a whole bunch of nothing per usual, but we're starting a new D&D campaign with my friend, and that's fun. 
because I love making up characters. And I started, like, I drew my character, and then I started coloring her on my iPad, which is what I color on. And it's actually really pretty. And I'm like, wow, I made something nice for once. Jesus. <laughs> it's been years. But, uh, yeah, so it was, it was okay. Um, yeah. All right. So, this week I was actually kind of special because we have two stories that were actually chosen by listeners. By you guys. Woo. I think we put up a poll on Instagram, like, quite a while ago. Yeah, we asked for suggestions, and people delivered. Ooh. So, you know, thanks, I was, guys. Um, it was my turn to pick, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. What are the suggestions? And we just went with those. Um, it was funny, because one of the suggestions is mermaids and unicorns, and I remember... Oh, that was mine, right? I know, yeah. Because <laughs> I remember seeing, like, oh, we got a new answer, and it's, like, from your Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, we can just talk about those. He's like, yeah, you, like, you didn't have to put that as a suggestion. We could have just done anyways, it. But, anyways, so... We gotta do those soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, our stories are true crime. Mine was suggested by my future mother-in-law. That's going to be so weird to say. <laughs> Mother, whatever. Anyways, I'll have the rest of my life to get used to that. And, uh, yeah, so she suggested this. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So this takes place three hours from here. It takes place in Swift Current. Oh. And the reason I am okay with talking about something so close to home is because this happened in the 80s, so I feel like we have enough distance. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since it happened. <laughs> so, yeah, settle down. I was actually surprised I found a lot. I'll just be over here taking a little nap. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <clears throat> I swear so, I'm listening. <laughs> just make a noise, like, once in a while so I know. I will, I will. I'll reply. I'll reply. <laughs> I'm just gonna put my head down. It's all good. <laughs> When Stuart Neubauer, I think, was 16 years old, he got a part-time job at Swift Current's downtown Safeway Bag and Groceries. Damn. I know. Wow, he must be rolling Making in Making bank. <laughs> As a 16-year-old, he was obviously still in high school, but he fell in love with his job. He devoted so much time to the grocery store that he just kind of put school second and his grades started slipping <laughs> and he was just like, school? I, I don't want to do that. I could say that about my job. <laughs> Well, Are you okay? <laughs> I'd say I have one, but you have to drive home. Unless you want to sleep on my couch. Oh, I'll probably drink when I get home. <laughs> I'll be in bed with a sippy cup. And then my head hurts so much. It's just down a bottle of wine so I can go to bed without my head pounding. Um, no, I, I didn't even mean that job. I have three jobs. <laughs> and she doesn't like any of them. <laughs> Do I like working at all? No. So, will I ever be satisfied with a job? Probably not. This guy was the opposite of Shazna. He was like, oh, fucking grocery store? Fuck yeah. Wow. So, he was offered a full-time job at the store, and he's like, oh, yeah, and he dropped out of school to be able to work at the Safeway full-time. So, since then, Stuart was able to work his way up, up the corporate slatter, as they say. And when he was just 23 years old, he had a bright future in the grocery business. He had been assigned to the freezer and dairy areas, so he was in charge of stocking and ordering bread, frozen food, and other dairy products. He loved his job. 
He was a hard worker, uh, basically a dream employee. Not us. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, Sandy, that could be you. Oh, if you know. loved your job. <laughs> I guess. If I loved my job. I'm, like, trying to... I guess that's a little different, though. I'm trying to find a job, like, in my field. But yeah. anyways. <laughs> so outside of work, uh, Stuart lived with his parents. He enjoyed reading financial magazines and the Bible. He was... Okay, this guy's the complete opposite of me. <laughs> Well, this guy was uh, really into Jesus because not only did he like reading the Bible, he also watched religious shows on TV. He was even a member of Jimmy Swaggart Ministries. And for those who don't know who Jimmy Swaggart, I don't know if I'm saying that right, is he's a televangelist. He has like one of those websites you can like go and donate all of your money to in exchange for prayers and uh, buy a bunch of shit. I was actually on his website and the prices are outrageous. Whoa. Um, so, safe, like, safe to assume, I don't like televangelists, but that's a different topic, and I already ranted on a lot. So, um, Stuart also enjoyed sports, he really liked martial arts, he had a green belt in karate, and he spent six hours every morning looking over his investments, considering theories he'd read and working to apply them to the stock market. So while Stuart seemed like a cool, chill guy on paper, his co-workers thought he was a little weird. Some people would see him meditating in the parking lot or practicing martial arts moves inside the store when he thought no one was watching. (laughs) One me, but like karaoke. (laughs) Okay, one co-worker said that he saw him spinning a mop handle around like you'd see in the karate movies. (laughs) Um, and another coworker also said that one steward kicked a cooler door at head level and he left footprints on the door where he kicked it. Oh my god. So he was pretty intense. Yeah. So on November 21st, 1986, Stewart was super eager to go to work. As always, he arrived early to work. Um, this was a night shift and he had ordered a bunch of ice cream. And it had come in, so he didn't want it to melt, so, you know, he wanted to stock it quickly, so he was just, like, I guess even more early. The night started like any other. Nothing really happened. They were just going through stock of ice cream, making sure everything was fine, and then it was discovered that a pizza freezer needed to be fixed. (coughs) Stuart went up to the night manager at the time, whose name is Kelly Kearns. Kearns? I think it's Kearns. I'm just gonna say Kearns. If you know how to pronounce this name, and if I'm pronouncing it wrong, email us. So, yeah, he asked Kelly to approve overtime hours so that Stuart could fix the freezer before going home. Uh, Kelly didn't want to approve the overtime. He was pretty reluctant, but eventually he like he did, and Stuart fixed the broken machine and left work at 6 a.m. He went home and laid awake in bed for hours, not sleeping. So Kelly Kearns unfortunately never got to go home. His fiance Valerie Fitzpatrick, lived across the street from the Safeway. Uh... She knew that something was wrong with Kelly because he didn't come home and, like, he didn't call to tell her that he was going to be home late. Usually he'd call her. Mm-hmm. Um, she called all of his friends and coworkers, but no one knew where he was. After a few hours, everyone, I wrote, everyone was shook and oh, decided God. to intensify the search. <sighs> so one of Kelly's coworkers and good friend, Neil Collier, began collecting money to pay for newspaper and TV ads to expand the search. Mm-hmm. Stewart donated $10 to the cause, and Neil said that as Stewart was handing him the money, he asked Neil if he knew if anyone would want to kill Kelly. So Neil was justifiably disgusted by the question and told Stewart that he didn't want to think about that. 
Like, did they suspect that Kelly was dead, or... They just thought he was missing. And yeah. also, okay, I don't know what life was like in the 1980s, but, like, Swift Currents? Like, to Saskatchewan standards, it's a, it's a small city, but, like, technically it been... it's a town. Yeah. Like, at that point, yeah, it definitely wouldn't have been a city. Now, like, to an outsider, it's probably still a town. I still see it as a town. Yeah. It's so small. And I know if, like, someone were to go missing now from Swift Current, I wouldn't think, oh, that person was murdered. And, like, yeah, it's one of those, like, serial killer starter pack, nothing ever happened kind of thing. But, like, that would be, my mind would be like, oh, they'll turn up. And I think, and also in the 80s, people weren't thinking murder. No. So, I think that they just thought he was missing. Yeah. And, uh, like, rural Saskatchewan you know, people, they get their cars and stuck in the middle of nowhere and they're not yeah. back for a few days. Or And it was November, off, so it was probably like, snowing. Yeah. So it was probably snowing, it's, yeah. it's actually quite common for people to just go missing. Yeah. Um, so there seemed to be no trouble between Stuart and Kelly. They weren't friends, but, like, they didn't hate each other. They were completely different, though. Like, Stuart was said to be a loner and Kelly liked working in a team. Stuart was also a pretty chill dude while Kelly had a bit of a temper, but he was a good worker and a good guy, so people liked him. Mm-hmm. Like Stuart, Kelly was also working his way up the ladder. A manager named Chris Christie even said that uh, he was looking for a future store manager to be moved out of Swift Current and into stores throughout Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah. And Chris was highly considering Kelly for the position. Um, because Kelly was such a good worker, he was promoted to manager in 1986. And Chris ended up picking Kelly over Stuart, and Stuart was, like, just as qualified as Kelly to be manager, but they just Mm. picked Kelly instead. Yep. So after Kelly disappeared, Stuart was interviewed by police. Stuart went into the police station detailing everything he had done at the grocery store that night in chronological order, which I thought, like... Like, I don't know. 8 a.m. I walked into the store. Someone who, I mean, it's coming from somebody who, like, bullet journals and stuff, but somebody who is, like, so precisely, like, knows their day and has it planned out. And, like, he said he's been, he, every six hours, every morning, but, like, he has an alibi for absolutely everything. Murderer. (laughs) They killed someone. This is why they're always putting everything in chronological order. Watch out. But, like, he even mentioned the weird things. Like, he mentioned what the night looked like, and he mentioned an odd smell in the grocery store. In chronological orders, like, 8.30 p.m., I smelt something weird. Like, that's how I just imagine him talking to police. I'm sure, like, it wasn't that precise, but... Yeah. Or maybe it was. I don't know. Uh, He went on to explain that Kelly wasn't, and I quote, the angel that everybody thought he was. Oh. Yeah, Stewart then led the conversation in a certain way that made police think that he wanted them to search the store. They did, but they didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. So after a month of looking, Kelly still hadn't turned up, so Stewart was given his job, basically. So Stewart took the job, but he said that he didn't want to start the job until after a three-week vacation, so he wanted to take a vacation first. Oh my god. Uh, so people were like, oh, chill, like, what are you gonna do? He's like, oh, I'm just gonna stay home in Swift Current because I want to be around when Kelly is found. Which what? is uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Super suspicious. Red flag. Then on January 12th, 52 days after Kelly went missing, a plumber was working on a compressor in the bowels of the Safeway store when he took a whiff of a strong scent of rotting meat. Ew. Yeah. So he went to find what was causing that smell, and he found an arm. Oh, 
God. Upon further investigation, they found the rest of Kelly's body wrapped in garbage bags and tied up with wire. He was found in a room cooling... In a room of cooling and compressing equipment, lying beside a fan that vented outdoors. So after this, police arrested Stewart that evening and charged him with murder. Mm -hmm. Uh, The trial... Betrayal. The trial was held inside a swift current courtroom, and Stewart testified there in in that packed courtroom. Stewart claimed that Kelly threw a can of Emerald Isle fruit cocktail at him. The can didn't hit him, but it ruffled his hair and hit steel doors when it passed him. Stewart looked and saw Kelly trying to fight him. So apparently Kelly had said, what are you going to do about it? Come on, let's go for it. And Kelly then proceeded to call Stewart names. So Stewart did what any logical person does and hit him. (laughs) And karate chopped his neck. Oh my god. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but... Anyways, (laughs) Uh, so after hitting him more, Kelly's eyes rolled back and he fell down. Stuart then looked down and said, are you satisfied now? But then he's like, oh wait, you're not moving or breathing and you have no pulse. So Stuart was crying in the courtroom when he confessed all of this. He even said that he didn't want to hit him, but he couldn't help himself because Kelly was calling him all these names. So Stewart's lawyer tried to claim self-defense, saying that if Kelly had hit him with the can, that Stewart would have died instead, and that all Stewart was trying to do was defend himself. But it didn't take long for the jury to come back with the verdict of guilty of second-degree murder. Stewart was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for ten years. So yeah, that was the murder. Have you heard any updates about Stewart? I have not. Interesting. I... So yeah, did he I don't get know. Parole? I when I checked, I just kept getting a lot of like I got Kelly's obituary and there was even a picture of like his gravestone. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his last name? Stuart Newbauer. Here, let me pull it up. Okay, huh? Yeah, I was just kind of curious if he got out on parole or. Mm-hmm. But doesn't yeah, seem to um, be thinking of so I I go to Swift Current um, often because Ian's family's from there, so we go like we're going for Easter, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think. I'm like, is there still a Safeway downtown? I don't think there is. Um, hello, Ian's family. Ian, email us. Yeah, let us <laughs> tell know. us if there's a Safeway downtown because I don't think there is. Is there? No. Okay, you know what? If no one gets back to us. When I go, I will check and I will report back. <laughs> Find Kelly's ghost. Ian oh. will be like, where are you going? And I'll be like, I'm going downtown to see if there's a safe way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking the dog because he likes walking. Oh so, God. yeah. Thank you so much to Twilight, Ian's mother, for sub- submitting that request. That was actually a fun read. I was kind of nervous because, like, Swift Current, Saskatchewan, who has heard of that? I mean, who's heard of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, let's be honest? No one. But anyways, I'm like, oh man, what if there's like nothing on this? But there was actually quite a bit, and I was- Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, so am I, and I was surprised that they went into Stewart's background, because, again, Swift Current, Saskatchewan, 
But no, that was great. Thank you. Um, Ian's mom also said that she was a kid when this happened. Oh yeah. Um. So, I don't know. That was that was fun. But I'm also like, okay, like that self defense claim I think is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Cause like, yeah, he threw the can, but he didn't go to attack him afterwards. He was just calling him names. And I get, I get it. That sucks. I cry when I am called names. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like there are other things you could go to before murder. Yeah. I mean, I, at least it wasn't premeditated from what yeah. we I don't think he would have. But he definitely, I would say that Stuart probably definitely had something against Kelly. Well, def- like, I think so too, because like, um, Kelly got the position and Stuart didn't. Yeah. But I'm also like, why did you leave the body in that safe way for so long? Like, from my understanding, he didn't even, like, hide it that well. And also, how did the police not find it when they first went through it? Yeah. Like, like that's so... Stuart pretty much straight up said, hey, it's in the safe way. Have you checked the safe way? Like, obviously. And then they did, and they didn't find anything, but this plumber did. And then, like, the body was just there. It was intact. It was, like, months after. Gross. Yeah, like, why didn't... And like, you try to dispose of it. And why did Stuart spend his three-week vacation at home? Because you like, I want to be here when Kelly turns up. Like, did you want to be caught? Like, from my under, from what, like, I get it. Like, he wanted to be. Yeah, I mean. But like, he was like he was crying in court or whatever. I wouldn't. I don't know if he was remorseful. Like again, I wasn't there. There's like, it's not like I can watch videos of it. But um, I mean, it wasn't premeditated. It, so like, yeah. I, he probably regretted it afterwards, whether it's because he's in trouble or not. I don't know. But Well, I kind of think that maybe it was because he was in trouble. He's like, oh, I want to be here when, like, Kelly's found. Like, that, yeah. to me, just seems very, like, kind of cocky. Yeah. Like, have you checked the safe way? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, that was a good story, I think. Yeah, Thank no, you. Yeah, that was pretty good. And for a murder... For a murder. <laughs> well, you can't really say it's a good murder. Cause, like, I mean, it wasn't, but, up, like, but... if someone were to tell me that story, I'd be intrigued. And that's usually what I mean when I say that was a good story, yes. is that I was intrigued and I was interested. And I'm glad that I now heard the story. So if you have any good books to recommend to me, email us. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> So mine is actually also surprisingly Canadian. I didn't know it. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know it either. Do you know who suggested it? No. Okay, I do. Because you told me it. Okay, I do. Well, I was just like, I don't because if you wanted to shout them out, but I don't know. Okay. Please do. So, Megan Miller. Oh, Megan Miller. I know you. Yeah. Megan. I remember, like, they were calling her Megan number one, and then they called Megan Clausen Megan number two, and then yeah. Megan Miller was like, oh, that's funny, because you knew Megan Clausen for... Anyways... So, uh, yeah, she's our friend Megan. I met her at work. Thanks for, thanks for submitting. Megan. She knows a lot, and when she told me this, I'm like, of course you would know about this weird attempted murder. Yeah, it's interesting. She also, like, in her biology lounge or whatever, they have an axolotl, and she always sends (gasps) me a... Oh, aren't axolotls the best? Oh, I haven't, that's what I haven't told the listeners! Okay, last week, I think it was, I said that I might have, like, some interesting stuff to talk about in the future. That was because I wasn't sure if I was getting my new pets or not. But now, I have them. So, introducing 
my two new axolotls. If you don't know what those are, look, look them, them up. up. They're really cute. I may have to post a picture. Are they later. endangered? Yeah, they're like pretty much extinct in the wild. <sighs> I fucking hate people. But it's because, like, Mexico City was built on their home. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, I can't really blame... Well, yeah, humans did that, but to be fair, they didn't know they were there. I, I don't know how you even build a city on top of a lake in the first place, but that's takes a lot of talent. But anyway, yeah, so they pretty much only live in, uh, like, labs or else homes. Um, but they're amazing animals because they can they're regenerate... So yeah, they're cute. They're pink. And they can re- regenerate their limbs an infinite amount of times. Which is amazeballs. So she sent me a video of like the axolotl eating a worm, but like that smile is just always on its yeah. face. So it's just like it's like spaghetti. Anyway. Oh my god! Imagine being like murdered by an axolotl and they're just smiling at you. It's like stab you to death. I mean, if they were big enough, it. they're like so small. Yeah. I feel like. It's... I mean, I'm glad you got your axolotls. Thank you. Um, we call them Taco and Bell. Oh, actually, well, <laughs> yes, that was all, the one of the list I thought, or the names I thought of was Taco and Bell, or uh, Avancado, but I actually am calling them Avangula, but, um, yeah, I'll probably call them all different types of names. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to pick one, they're axolotl, it's not like they answer to it. Yeah, but they, they're really cool, and they're actually pretty smart. Okay, so, my story is disgusting. I was, uh, oh my god. Okay, you'll see why. But when I was doing my notes, I was eating lasagna, and then that was a bad choice. Okay, I was really confused by that message, because you're like, oh, I accidentally dropped lasagna. <laughs> or no, you said, I dropped lasagna on my phone, and I was like, okay. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, I meant the reaction, and I was like... <laughs> and then I was like, is there an emoji of you dropping a piece of lasagna on your phone? Oh like, I legitimately thought that, and I was like, well, what's it for? Like, well, what in what context would you send that emoji? And then it took me a while to realize that you had actually dropped. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> we have a group chat, and my friend sent these messages, and then she, I don't know, I forgot what this said. But then I dropped some lasagna on my phone screen when it was open, and I wiped it off, and it swiped the message and put one of those, like, emojis. Those, like, yeah, those, like, thumbs and up. And the first one was, a, like, an angry face, and the second one was a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was something that, like, you could technically get mad at her for saying. <laughs> Is it? Okay, now I need to go back and look. I mean, you, why would you? But you could. You could react to that. I mean, technically, you could get mad about anything. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't mean to be all um, mean. Um... <laughs> like, was it though? <laughs> yeah, she sent a... She accidentally sent the praying emoji and then said, whoops, press that by accident. <laughs> and then I put it in I mean, you could be mad down. about that. You could just be like, wow, like, God, you're so dumb. How dare you? How dare you accidentally send something in this group chat? Yeah, so, <laughs> what are we even talking about? I don't know. Anyway, I was story. eating lasagna, and it was a bad choice while researching this disgusting story. Okay. I will be kidding. Oh, my God. I need more Advil. <laughs> Okay. In 1970, four post-grad students studying at McGill's West Island McDonald campus in Quebec 
became violently ill from a bug that had never been found in humans before. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The men were Richard Davis, William Butler, David Fisk, Keith Byrne, and a few other acquaintances had made claims as well, but they're not really in the story. Anyway, so all those names, I swear to God, I have met those people before. <laughs> like, they just... Are those just super generic yeah. names? Super generic white guy names from it, Quebec. It, it must be. Like, I swear to God, I have met all of these men before. Which wouldn't make any sense because they're probably in their, like, 60s or 70s, but whatever. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I deleted, like, some of my paragraph and now I, I'm, like, missing shit. But anyway, oh, okay, so... <laughs> Who, so basically somebody, like, put bugs in their food and they got sick. So who could have done such a heinous, disgusting crime, you may ask? Yeah, who was it? Why? None other than the 23-year-old Eric Kranz. Oh, Eric. A parasitology student. Parasitology? Parasitology. Parasitology student. Parasitology. Who knows? Megan, how do you pronounce that? Email us. Yeah. Who at the time was studying at McDonald College. He shared a house with four men described, who I had described before. There was actually um, one other dude. So really, there was five. But whatever. There were six of them in total. But anyway. But they had been feuding over Kranz's inability to pay up his portion of the rent. A whole whopping $16.66. (laughs) You can't see my face right now, but I wish I could pay $16.66. Like, between six of them, that's like $200? I don't know math. Six times oh my God. 16. Hey, Google. What is six times 16? 96? 96? Like, how we couldn't do that in our hands. Well, we're tired. Yeah, I can't even think today. I mean, I'm just bad at math. Oh, today's Pi Day. Happy Pi Day. Happy Pi Day. 3.14. That's as much as I know. Um, Okay, so their rent was $96, and he couldn't pay $16. Now, yes, in the 70s, you know, $16 were probably equivalent to, like, $30. But still. But still. Less than, like, $300 for rent for six people in a house. With a kitchen and a toilet? With a kitchen? (laughs) And you couldn't pay your damn rent on time, Mr. Kranz. Jesus. God. Okay, so. Kranz was defensive about his roommates getting all mad at him for not paying his rent. And he threatened his roomies by saying, I will put parasites in your food and you will wake up dead. I mean, at least he warned them. Kranz paid his due, but the roomies decided to evict him anyways. A bad choice on their part, unfortunately. By February 11th, the four men had fallen very ill with something the doctors could not identify. They exemplified symptoms such as bad cough, inability to eat, and fevers, leading doctors to at first believe it was just pneumonia. And they gave them some antibiotics, and the antibiotics failed. 
they didn't do anything. And the men just continued to get sicker and sicker. Like, did they know it was because of this parasite? Like, were they sick and it was like, God damn it, crayons. <laughs> no, or apparently just, not. Or were they just like, ugh, God damn pneumonia. Yeah, they just all got sick and they didn't question the fact that their roommate literally said, you know, the parasitologist student... Said, I'm gonna put parasites in your food so you guys wake up dead. So you wake up dead. Also, that's an oxymoron. You can't wake up dead. And then, like, just wait for it. It gets more ridiculous. Oh my god, I'm so so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they didn't figure out that it was a parasite until Mr. Dr. John Harold came along, which whom he had figured it was the Ascarisum pig parasite, a large round worm that grows in the body after ingesting parasitic eggs. McNasty. (laughs) These things can go from the intestines to the liver to lung capillaries in up to seven days. Puke. McNasty. Disgusting. Disgusting! Don't speak to me like that when I'm eating my damn lasagna. I mean... (laughs) Okay, so, okay, this is where it gets crazy. Okay, oh my god, oh my so, god, oh my god. a few days ago, just imagine it, a few days ago, you know, your crazy roommate was like, I'm gonna put parasites in your food. And then, on February 1st, a few days later, he makes a huge-ass festival dinner for you guys, and you eat it. Are you stupid? <laughs> Man, I know, I'm a parasite, what was it, parasitite? Parasitologist, and I threatened to put parasites in your food, and you guys just kicked me out. But like, here's some food. Man. Yeah. Oh man, guys, I made you this huge dinner. Well, what was this? The seventies? Yes. Well, like back then, everyone was just like, "Murder? That doesn't happen." LOL. <laughs> sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so yeah, Kranz made a festive winter carnival dinner for his roomies, which winter carnival is a pre-Lenten festival held in Quebec City and is notably one of the largest winter festivals in the world. So it was normal to have a big feast now from your roommate who you just evicted. Who threatened to kill you. And threatened to kill you with parasites, maybe not so normal. Well, this dinner was in fact infected with parasites, as Kranz had worn, and the four roomies were in the hospital by February February 12th, two of whom suffered from acute respiratory failure. Luckily, Mr. John Purden, the fifth roommate, he had been out doing, you know, what any other normal Canadian did in the 70s, playing curling. Classic. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So he didn't have any of the parasites that night. Davis and Butler came close to death, with doctors believing the men would have ingested up to 400,000 parasitic eggs or larvae. 400,000. Okay. Okay, my jaw dropped. It's so gross. And here I am eating my lasagna. But I started to think about the... Like, Mom, if you, you know. were mad at me, you wouldn't try to kill me with parasites, would you? <laughs> right? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, gross. Eric Kranz took off out of the province around February 14th, leading police and news media to believe that he was fleeing the scene after intentionally poisoning his ex-roomies. I keep saying roomies. I am so funny. <laughs> <laughs> February 14th. 25th was the day Kranz was charged with four counts of attempted murder and a warrant was put out for his arrest. Kranz voluntarily surrendered to police on March 9th, in which he pleaded not guilty. 
bullshit. Anyway, in June of 1971, Kranz was put on trial for intentionally endangering the lives of his roommates. There was expert evidence of the larvae being present in the bodies of the victims, but three other labs were unable to make their statements. The defense claimed that a similar affliction could have been caused by continuous sewage backup into the kitchen sink, even though the victims denied the possibility of this happening in the house that they lived in, where that never happened. Yeah. But the defense said it did. Like, what? Kranz also claimed that the roommates could have come into contact with the parasite through handling his clothes. What? Then why didn't it happen before? And why yeah. do you have them all over your clothes, you weirdo? Anyway. And why isn't he sick? Yeah. Like, he's the one actually working with parasites and studying them. Like, Eric Hans, if you're listening to this, I don't believe you. <laughs> but okay. Sounds fake, but okay. Yeah. Fake. It's totally fake. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> so, a paraparasit... Um, Gunn and Pitt stated, The fact that this is such an isolated case suggests that it is only when there is the rare coincidence of a parasitologist with a homicidal grudge that parasites are likely to be used for nefarious purposes. Nefarious purposes. So basically what they're saying is, Eric, you fucking did it. You lying. Piece of crap. So, and especially since the parasites are from a tropical region and would very likely not survive in the sinks of a cold Canadian winter. Yeah. It gets damn cold in our winters. And since there was no evidence that definitively, definitive, definitively proved Eric Kranz is guilty, he was found not guilty and acquitted, acquitted of all the charges against him. Except he's still a shitty roommate that you can't deny he's definitely guilty for it. Uh, pay your damn rent, I you mean, nasty. he should have gotten charged with something. Oh, yeah. He should have. I said, uh, pay your damn rent, you nasty bug boy. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bug boy. Except it didn't save my bye. I definitely wrote bye. Oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah, so those two of the, two of the roommates were, like, could have died, but, uh, no, uh. It was definitely the sink that has never backed up before. And that was probably premeditated because he, like, told them. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember when Megan, when she suggested this, she was like, oh, talk about Eric Kranz, who, like, tried to kill his roommates with parasites, and, like, but the jury found him not guilty, and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, okay, (laughs) we got it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. No, he should have charged with something. Yeah. Anything. So, like, the only information... Like, from Google, because I don't have really have access to, like... Library. I guess I Library? Have. What is that? <laughs> anyway. Um, so, Google's pretty good for bringing up, like, different books and stuff, the topics in. Well, like, everything that came up were, like, biology textbooks. And I did get to read the experts from... X... X... Whatever. The parts from there. And, um... They all basically said the same thing. But they're often used as, like, this case is used as an example of bio, um, what's it, biological warfare. Yeah. Or terrorism, biological terrorism. Um, also, one of the textbooks, which, which was, like, directed towards, I think, parasitologists. Parasitologists? I don't know how to say it. Parasitologists. Uh, it said that he was charged, and if he hadn't, okay, this is how they put it. They said that if 
Karen's hadn't um, made a threat beforehand and uh, something else that he did. They're like, he wouldn't have been charged for, for what he did. So basically, they were saying, if you're going to poison somebody with parasites, make sure you cover your tracks. Make sure you don't <laughs> tell them? That's I like thought that was funny. Murder it was like 101? A, it was like a book for parasitologist students, like, in I love classes. it when, like, stories like that make it into textbooks. Yeah. That's so wild. And when I read this other one that just totally skipped the fact that this was a criminal case and just said that, like, these roommates just so happened to be, like, poisoned Just by so happened to be poisoned. It is Here's what we can learn from not, this. Did not mention crimes at all in any such in any oh way. Oh, my God. I was like, what? This is, like, a crime, man. This is biological That's terrorism. Wild. Yeah. Also, like, that is a, like, I would have never thought about, like, killing someone like that. Yeah. Well, not take a long... Do you remember that it's scene in My Best well. Friend's Exorcism? Like, the ending? No, not the ending, but, um, when, like, because, you know, uh, what was her name? I forget all their names. I read this two years ago. Oh, yeah. Was it last year? I read it some year ago. Yeah. Um. I read it last year. Yeah, but, like, the girl who was possessed, she gave her friend a smoothie and was like, oh, this helps me lose weight, but, like, all the smoothies she was drinking had parasites in them. Ew. And then, like, it looked like she was pregnant, and then, like, she threw up that huge-ass parasite. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah. That book was fucked up. I loved that book. It was weird. It was fucked up, but it, I loved it. It was good. It was. Go read My Best Friend's for, Exorcism by Grady For, like, Hendrix. a YA novel? That wasn't was, a YA novel. Oh, okay, good. Because I was going to be like, it was the most graphic thing I have ever read. I was looking for it in the YA section at the library, and I'm like, why can't I find it? It says that, like, the library, it says that this branch has it. But then I looked again, and it said that it was in the adult fiction section. Good. Yeah, okay. it was not. Now that I know that, I want more adult fiction about crazy mm. teenage people. <laughs> Yeah, so just because so the main character is a young adult doesn't mean the book is a young adult book, I think. Yeah. But anyway, that was a crazy scene. And then the doctors were like, she was ingesting, like, way too many parasite eggs. Like, <laughs> like the norm is, like, this many. Yeah. <laughs> the norm is, like, 100,000, well, and you like, can go above 400,000. Like, there are people that use parasites for weight loss. Oh, yeah. No, thanks. Bye. But, like, doctors are like, hey, maybe don't. <laughs> okay, yeah, because they'll go into your body and then um, eat your food for you. Well, and, like, you can die. Yeah. Oh, yeah, people, like... I mean, I think that if I was going to poison someone, I wouldn't use parasites because, like, yeah, they can die, but I, like, it wouldn't be... Like, oh, it's there's actually, not certain... You know, like, is it ringworm? It's actually, like... Okay, I'm sorry. I work at a pharmacy, and, uh, we have had... <laughs> everybody's coming in buying our, like, worm... Killer. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. The medicine for it, though? We were, like, out of stock for it, and the pharmacist, like, sent me to the back to, like, look through all our new shipments so we could find it. Oh, my God. Because they needed it. (laughs) Because everybody was coming to buy it. So, watch out. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know where it comes from, but watch out. What if they are using it to lose weight? Are we, like, so angry? I hate all these, like, weird ways people try to lose weight. Yeah. Like, there's that one lady who was, like, selling this book who was, like, 
you don't actually need food to survive. Oh my you can God. like feed off of the sun's rays. But occasionally, <laughs> or like in an interview, she's like, "Well, once in a while, I have a burger because I need to balance it out." But a lot of people died like doing it, and I was like, "If you're like going around telling people to do, I don't know. If you're turning out like fake facts and telling people to do things, I don't know. I think you should be charged." I agree. And then also today, while I was walking Loki and listening to this Twilight reimagined, I was like, man, I hate being a vampire because I love food too much. And I just like, if I had the chance to be a vampire, I'd be like, no, because like all this food that I don't want to give up. Oh, would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf based on the Twilight universe? A werewolf because I can have food and I will die at one point. Look, I don't want to live forever. I totally would want to be a werewolf. They like it's so pretty, like the the, in their wolf forms. Yeah, and like I can actually like I can go out in the sunlight. I don't have to worry about people seeing me. I'm sorry, I didn't find the Twilight like the vampires very like nice looking anyway. I mean, I'm sure in the they just all look sick. Well, yeah, they're they're dead. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, it describes them as they're supposed to be some sort of beautiful okay, beings, yeah. but they just look pale. And to be sick. honest, I like, like I loved that whole vampire craze. I truly, truly did, and I think there are some really underrated vampire YA novels. Oh yeah, for sure. That I enjoyed more than Twilight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I remember my favorite one. I actually have it. I made Ian like. <laughs> I was like, Ian, buy me these three books. And we, like, had, we went out of our way, or by we, I mean him. I'm like, I want these books. And he's like, okay. And, yeah, we had to get them off of, like, this website because nowhere else had them. But my, one of my favorite couples in that story, one was a vampire and one was, like, a Van, what are they, Van Helsing? Yeah. Van Helsing. Yeah. So, yeah, they fell in love, and it's, like, this forbidden, because not only is he human, he's, like, a vampire hunter. It's, like, a vampire gossip girl. I loved it. Oh, and that's, like, Hotel Transylvania 3. (laughs) I haven't watched the third one. Spoilers! I'm the only adult ever who's watched it. I love those movies. Fight me. I've only watched (laughs) the first one. I haven't seen the last two. My cousin, though, like, she loves the Hotel Transylvania movies, and my, like, aunt is getting so sick of them. She's like, there's no (laughs) plot to this. (laughs) They're so cute. I mean, they're meant for children, so. Yeah. Yeah. They are. I just, I thought that was so cute. I mean, they have a little vampire family, and I'm like, "Ah, this is so, just adorable. I like children's movies, because I'm a weirdo. I also love ch- like, I love <laughs> animated movies. Yeah. Me too. But the, today, I was supposed to, I showed this, um, do you remember the Crap, Crap Brothers? Zabumafu? Yeah. Okay. So the brothers, the boys on that show, like, now they have their own animated show. Okay. And I was trying to watch it with the class, and my class today was Apple. And they were all, like, yip-yapping, and I was like, guys, be quiet, I really want to watch the show. <laughs> The animation is so nice. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, good thing it's on YouTube. I can just watch it later. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. Well, while while we were talking, I thought about it. I was like, man, having parasites like having a vampire inside of you. (laughs) Having a baby is like having a parasite. (laughs) Like actually, literally, people get so mad at me when I say that, and I'm like, look. I am not, look, I do I want children one day? You know what? Fine. I do. But, like, that's so far into the future that I'm still, like, I mean, I like, like I'm to an just, incubator. like, discuss, 
disgust myself over the idea, so then I don't desire it anytime soon. I can't remember, I told someone like that, I'm like, there's this growing thing living inside of you, like, that's a parasite, and then they're like, God, like, it's so awful, you don't even know the wonders of pregnancy. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, for starters, I'm infertile. Secondly, because I'm infertile, if I do get pregnant, I'll be more susceptible to miscarriages. Oh, yeah. So, you know, maybe pregnancy is not wonderful, and you shouldn't assume. But anyways, people get mad because I call <laughs> fetuses parasites. Though I feel like if I were to get pregnant, I would still call it a parasite. Probably. But, like, a cute parasite. Like, when you put a bow on. But, like, not till they're born, because, like, when it's a fetus. <laughs> Those, like, in my psychology of sex class, we were talking about, like, um, like, wanting to have kids or not or whatever. And we're going through, like, this cycle of, like, this is what happens. There's an egg and a sperm. And I was like, I was microscopic once. And I, like, had this, like, existential, oh God, like... I know. I was like, And then, like, afterwards, after the class, Sylvia called me and I was like, dude, we were microscopic once. Isn't that crazy? And she's like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, like, you can... Yes, we were microscopic. We didn't have fingernails. We didn't even, like, exist. We didn't have eyes. We didn't have a heart. That's, that's wild. And, like, do they say, like... Because of what we're made of, what are the atoms? Mm-hmm. Like, because they'd never actually go away or something like that. That we're like stardust or something. Mm-hmm. Like, we're made of stars. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. That's wild. Whoa. That's so, so wild. Think of all the stories you'd come up with because of that. <laughs> well, there's like, there's that one movie about the girl who's a star and then she falls in love with this guy. I forget what it's called. Star Girl? No, I think it's like Stardust or something. <laughs> If you know okay. the movie, email us. I watched it once because we talked about it in my creative writing class and my friends loved it and then they made me go home with them after school so we could watch this movie. Oh. Huh. Well, anyway, that was an um, eventful episode. That was just... Did we even tell stories? I feel like we just talked about it ourselves. <laughs> about Twilight, Hunger Games, YA novel. And Parasites. Parasites. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I know a couple of parasites in this world. <sighs> One is a giant Cheeto. I t- oh. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta tell you about this funny thing. <laughs> okay, so my religious studies class, we watched this documentary about like metal music and like the mm-hmm. guy who like did it, like did this documentary. He's an anthropologist. And he Ooh. went, like, around the world studying, like, metal music. Yeah. So he went to Norway to talk about black metal. And, yes. okay, so before watching this, I just thought that these people just wrote music about Satan. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> and then he went, and I was like, these people need to chill. They are all edge and no point, okay? <laughs> like, these people are burning down churches because they're so, they're like, oh, we hate Christianity. We need to get rid of it, so let's burn churches. For, like, A, um hate Christianity all you want. Challenge it. Like, I'm into challenging religion. Do it. I don't care. Second, what the fuck is burning down churches gonna do? You're just committing arson. <laughs> like, you're not gonna destroy Christianity if you burn down a church. These guys are just all edge and no point. All That's edge and no point. That's my favorite line ever now. But then, there was this one, so this, this guy, this anthropologist, he's talking to this guy from this, like, black metal band, mm-hmm. and they're in this, like, dark bar, like, really dark and the guy's just all like he's wearing leather okay he has this <laughs> wine glass full of red wine and he's like holding holding the stem and the anthropologist is like well like what like what 
like what drives your band what like what do you want to like what message do you want to spread in your music he picks up the wine glass swirls it looks into the camera and goes satan and then sips his wine and i could not hold my laughter i started laughing so i was funny. like what and like the whole time and then afterwards like I said nothing in the class when it came to like class discussions but I had a lot to say this time and I was like and I I also said like it's all edge and no point and everyone laughed and they're like Sandy you're so funny and I was like thanks (laughs) but I was like this is all just like so dumb this is just a shock value like you want to have that philosophy fine but it's not getting anywhere by like being like, oh, I'm so edgy. I love Satan. It is funny, though. It is so funny. I was my favorite part of the whole documentary, and I need to tell everyone about this. And after that, I called my sister and I was like, you need to watch this because of this one scene. Let's recreate it. Let's do it. Patreon exclusive. We'll yeah. make our own. <sighs> okay, well. So that was, that was our week. That was yeah. our show. This is um, Sleep Deprived, Sandy and Chasney. Yep. Oh, my head hurts. I'm still so stressed. <laughs> but I get a phone tomorrow. Yay! Yeah, a new phone. That's exciting. I'm gonna go shopping when I get my tax refund. Yeah. Because I deserve it. Yes, you do. Okay, so. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at The Woods Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Woods Podcast. Email us, please, at thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. Rate and subscribe us on iTunes, Before we forget, because we talked about this, anyone want to do a promo swap? Email us. Oh, yeah. Um, And we'd like to thank Jason Shaw for our theme, Running Waters. Thank you.